0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to want my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, I want to talk about my recent experience at a friend's baby shower, plus a new ABDL group is starting in Chicago. We go over their big plans. So over the weekend I went to a college friend's baby shower in San Diego. And before the baby shower I didn't think anything of it. And while I was driving down there I didn't think anything of it. And going with me was my boyfriend and a other and then another college friend. And we got to San Diego super late on Friday and then Saturday morning we went to brunch and as we were at brunch, I was telling him about my podcast, kind of, I didn't say like what it was about, I just said I had a podcast and I've talked to like a lot of like interesting people who've had a lot of interesting experiences, but I didn't bring up ABDL. And then he finally asked like, you know, what kink are you into? And so I... He's such a good friend that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to disclose to him. I was already like a whole flight of mimosas in and one gummy in, so I was kind of feeling kind of confident. So I disclosed to him that I was ABDL and he didn't, he wasn't phased by it. He was like, oh, interesting. Tell me more. And so I kind of told him like, you know, I wear diapers and I wet them and I use them and for me it's super sexual and he didn't seem phased by it. So we finally go to the baby shower and, you know, we're saying hello all of the hellos and Still not phased by anything. I wasn't phased until we did... I'm surprised this is even a game. We did this Guess the Chocolate in the Diaper game. And for some reason, that game totally phased me. Like, I disassociated from the whole situation. I was like, what are we doing? And... I was just kind of like, why am I, what caught me off guard was I, as I was being like, as I was like disassociating from the situation, I was thinking to myself, like, why am I so phased by this? Like, I have totally like messed myself and gotten off in a messy diaper. So why is me looking in a children's diaper phasing me like even more? Like, why am I so weirded out by this? Um, and then we did other like baby shower games. Like I got third place and chug a beer, through a baby bottle. And so... I don't know. I was just kind of thinking after the day after the baby shower, like, why was I so phased by this? And so I went to Twitter, and I asked on Twitter, as an ABDL, do baby showers make you uncomfortable? 66% of you said no, and 34% of you said yes. And a lot of people had comments of like, oh, you know, no, I can separate, you know, actual baby stuff from, like, my ABDL side. But I feel like I can too. So I was like, well, am I just weird? And so... I was kind of feeling kind of weird about myself until finally I got more messages on Instagram saying like, "No, I've totally felt the same way." And the more I talk to other people, it kind of seems like you know, it it's different for everyone. Some people they don't like baby showers because of children. Others it's because it's like too close to like the reality of of you know babies wear diapers as abdls we wear diapers. You know, there's there's too It's too close for comfort. I honestly don't know where my discomfort comes from, I can't pinpoint it, so I guess the only thing I could think of is that it is because of that odd intersection of real life meets kink, I don't have any shame of being ABDL, but I guess it was just kind of weird seeing like my kink, you know, it was just kind of weird seeing like baby diapers being used as, you know, as a game. I don't know what it is. I just kind of felt weird and I can't pinpoint it and I thought it would be an interesting discussion to have. I also thought it was kind of funny that a lot of people wrote to me saying like, "Oh, I want to do an ABDL baby shower and get toys." And I was like, "That actually sounds like a fun like a fun party to throw, like an ABDL baby shower." Let me know if you ever do one.
1: It's me, Barney, remember from that one time. I'm starting a podcast and I'd love for you to listen. It is the least you could do. Especially if you're like me and being kinky made you feel like the weirdest, strangest, loneliest person in the world. It's called The Big Top, and each week I'm going to be discussing a particular topic to do with fetish and kink. I'm going to be discussing my own bizarre kinks and journey of self-discovery, as well as talking with guests about theirs and covering issues within the kink community. Oh yes, there will be guests. Wonderful, beautiful, charming, horny guests furiously trying to upstage me on my own podcast with... Mild to moderate success. When I'm not busy rudely interrupting my guests, we'll take the time to cover some heavy material and share our experiences. So, catch The Big Top on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. In fact, it would be pretty rude of you not to, and I will take it personally. The Big Top is produced by Playtime Studios with new episodes every Tuesday. Catch the first two episodes on Tuesday, the 16th of August.
0: A new ABDL group is starting in the Chicagoland area. Puddle Scouts is an organization focused on the LGBTQ plus ABDL community. Organizers aim to provide members with well-planned organized events and gatherings where everyone can feel safe and welcomed. They also aspire to function charitably and provide assistance to members. I sat down with Puddle Scouts president and CEO, Jakey, during Capcom to go over his new organization and their plans for the future.
2: I actually moved to Chicago about four months ago, um, and I became close friends with uh, a member of the community out here named Leafy, uh, who is now our director of operations. Uh, and he had decided to start a Littles Munch group in Chicago, um, known as Little Bite Chicago. Um, and shortly after he started it, um, I asked, sorry, he asked uh, if I wanted to get involved, uh, and if I did. Uh, and after working together for a, a pretty small amount of time on this, uh, we both discovered that we wanted to do something a little bigger and larger uh, than just a munch group to try and be a, a more positive force in our local community, if, if not at the overarching ABDL community.
0: That's crazy, because I I hear that like just getting a munch off the ground is like one thing, but you want to take it to the next level. What inspires you to take to take it to the next level?
2: Um. So... We both kind of had this little idea in the back of our heads. We didn't realize that we both did. Um, And one night uh, we were approached by some organizers of other Munch groups um, who were super excited to see really the amount of organization that we had um, really put out around our Munch groups uh, and activities. And they pretty much asked if we would not mind just kind of um, absorbing, the group that they had made um, and just taking advantage of some of the organization that we had. So that started to really get the idea uh, lit in our brains that, you know, this organization uh, is something that the community is really looking for uh, and could really thrive with. Uh, And now here we are, and it's turned into this much larger thing
0: would you say that's like a key thing for people who do put on events is just like organization things to do?
2: Yeah. So, um, in talking to other people, um, and, and I have some experience, um, through the other parts of the overarching kink community, um, with organizers of events, local and nationally and internationally, um, organization is really what can kill kink organizations. Um, Everyone who's doing it is generally doing it for free. Um, And they may not have the most amount of time. And really, it's hard for them to find a team of people who are willing to put in that same amount of time and devotion to uh, something that's not really paying them um, and really get it up off the ground and keep it running and sustained. Um, We've seen a couple. Uh, Organizations that kind of died out through COVID or after COVID. um, And most of the time it was simply because they could not get a team that could help them to to sustain that while they continued to live their normal life outside of King.
0: We'll touch upon what uh, Events Puddle Scouts wants to do in the future, but let's go over what inspired the name.
2: Uh, When myself, Leafy, and Domino got together and started the Little Bite Chicago group, um, we ended up Becoming again close friends with uh, Pub Delta, um, who told us all of this, and he had already come up with the name Puddle Scouts um, and as soon as he told us about it, we all kind of fell in love with the idea, um, so we ran with it, and now it it is it's morphed into this
0: Oh, I love it so what would what makes your organization? different than let's say, you know, Capcom is when I think of, you know, Chicago, I automatically think of the Capcom organization, what what would make your organization different from those that put on Capcom?
2: So Capcom has, um, if you don't already know, uh, and for people who don't Capcom started as a, a munch group in Chicago, um, and it morphed into what is now the largest ABDL convention in the United States, um, if not the world, I believe. Um, and they've really taken up that, that super arduous task of running an event, um, which is a year-round task and job um, that takes a lot out of people. Um, we are trying to, to fill a, an empty space in the community that we've been told is wanted um, to really have this this large amount of organization um, where people can just show up to these uh, regularly scheduled events um, and feel safe and not have to worry about anything else, um, as well as creating this, this type of charity surrounding the events and the community where people can come to these events, they can donate. Um, and if any member of our community is ever in need, um, we can have them apply to us for some assistance and that the force of our community and through their donations and support we will be able to support members of our community who are in times of need Um, and i think that that sense of community and camaraderie and pride um, is really something that the community can thrive with and people have definitely told us that they're extremely excited to to see where this can go and get that for themselves
0: You know, that's a big thing I keep hearing with new organizations within the community is a, a bigger part of charity, like raising money, raising, raising money for those that may not have enough to cover, you know, their own expenses when it comes to this kink. Have you seen it done successfully that you're able to copy off of, or are you going to take a shot at trying to create a charity portion side of your organization from the ground up?
2: So um, we actually, uh, when we started trying to figure out how we were going to create this organization and what it was going to look like, um, I reached out to Casey Strom um, and asked for some help because uh, if there's anyone in the community who knows how to do many things, it's Casey Strom. Um, So I reached out to Casey and I asked for some help um, because I knew that he had been involved in ISO Storytime. Um, which, if you don't know, or if anyone who's listening doesn't know, um, was a ABDL organization that started up during COVID. <coughs> Excuse me, an ABDL organization that started up during COVID, um, and they would have presenters read these uh, adorable bedtime stories online, um, and people would donate some money to keep that going. Um, they raised a pretty significant amount of money and helped quite a lot of people in our community through COVID, Um, when they maybe lost their jobs or went through hard times regardless or got sick. Um, They were very successful in uh, raising that money uh, and running that organization. And we took a lot of lessons from how they did it and how they were successful. Um, And the charity part of our organization is kind of modeled after how they were able to do it. Uh, And the way that they did it turns out um, with Uh, We talked to some lawyers and some accountants, uh, as well as Casey, um, and it really is the most effective and efficient way to be a more positive, charitable force in the community without creating um, undue burden on ourselves or the individuals we're giving help to. So
0: would it work as you would put on these events and maybe have like a cover or something or doing kind of what you were talking about, like a reading time and people just donate or or the price of admission would go towards this charitable side of the organization and that's how people who apply would get the money
2: so we want to make sure that um all of our regularly scheduled events um so like our bar nights or as we're calling them crinkle crawls um and our munch mornings evenings um or Little Bite Chicago as we're continuing to call it, um, they're always gonna be free. We wanna make sure that those are always easily accessible to any member of our community um, who wants to show up and have that sense of community. We don't want to pressure anyone into having to pay for any of these types of events. So they'll always be free, Um, but we will accept donations uh, during those events to help cover uh, the organization of those events and running those events, um, as well as creating that charitable fund to be able to help people. Um, We'll also have some educational events um, that we're calling Merit Badge Weekends or classes Um, that again will be free for people to come and uh, partake in and learn from, um, but we'll still be accepting donations during that time. Um, And of course, we also have um, a donation link on our website for people that want to support um, our calls.
0: I love it. Let's move on to your events. I heard two names that I think are just so adorable. Crinkle Crawls and Merit Badge Weekends. Tell me more.
2: Yes. Um, So uh, the Crinkle Crawl um, is our bar night, bar crawl type event. Uh, We have found a local uh, bar company. I think that's the way to describe it um, in Chicago that currently owns three bars. Um, And they are in the process of reopening another very important kink bar um, in the city. They are very accepting with ABDL. Um, Their guidelines and rules for their bars even include specifically um, some attire for ABDLs and the fact that they are welcomed and allowed in their spaces and that they are safe. Um, So we are trying to partner with them to have our regularly scheduled crinkle crawl at um, their bars uh, until they're kink bar is open where we would like to make that our permanent home um, where people can really come feel safe they know they're accepted uh, and they can come dressed however they'd like uh, as little as they want as puffy as they want um, and really just be themselves be free and be surrounded by so many other people who are there to do the same thing which can be rare um, especially for the members of our community who came in during covid and have not had the opportunity to experience such a, a tight-knit amount of pride yet.
0: And then the merit badge weekends, that would be more like, you know, you would bring in a guest speaker and they would do demonstrations or panels.
2: Yes. Um, so we have already made some partnerships with some individuals who run some of the like educational seminars here at CapCon, um, CLAW, IML, um, MIR, um, And they are excited about this. They want to come teach people. Um, There are some some doctors that want to teach more about the psychological side, Um, just so many different types of education that can be given out. Um, And we decided to call them merit badges. uh, So people will be able to come to these classes and presentations. Um, And learn more about kink, about ABDL, um, about themselves uh, and how to accept themselves and have um, some pride in their kink. Um, And I think that having that opportunity and that really organized and and readily available education um, for people is going to be really good for them. Um, and people are very excited about the possibility of there being actual patches for these Merit Patches. Um, as soon as we said the word Merit badge, everyone was asking when they'll be able to get their patches.
0: Are you going to have patches for them? Are they ready to go?
2: They are not ready to go, uh, but we are actually looking into it now. We have discovered a company that will possibly make them for us. Um, it is a little expensive. Um, but people seem pretty excited about it. So um, we are looking into it. We think it would be very cute to to get some patches made up uh, and at the excitement of everyone else, um, maybe some uniforms.
0: <laughs> That's adorable. I mean, you could do it as you pay a high-level price for like, you, I I never did Boy Scouts or anything, but like, you know, that sash that they all wear and then they put the badges on, maybe that costs like a lot of money and that pays for like, I don't know, two or three of the badges, who knows, possibilities are (laughs) endless. Um, But it honestly sounds like you walked into the perfect storm for this, right? You had the little bites that was already there. You moved, you moved to Chicago, which already seems like a huge ABDL friendly community. You already had huge pillars, people who are pillars in the community there. It just sounds like a perfect, would you describe that as like a perfect storm? Like all the elements were there for you to create this organization?
2: Um, I would say it really was kind of, uh, like fate, um, myself, Leafy, Pup Delta, uh, and Domino kind of all just happened to find each other at the perfect time, um, and had the exact same passion, uh, and all really huddled around this, this goal, um, and I don't think it would have been possible if it didn't just kind of happen like that. Um, and I think we're all very lucky to have found each other, and we've you know we've gotten this started. the start of the hard work is is of getting off the ground and started is already done, uh, and we have a really strong team with the four of us who are I think going to be able to very successfully sustain this for quite some time.
0: So the reason I bring up perfect storm is because. It seems like Chicago was just the perfect place to start an event like this, right? You have pillars in the community there. You already had Little Bites. You had bars that are openly accepting of ABDLs. So it seems like Puddle Scouts could just thrive there. Are you doing something that you're able to take this organization and spread the knowledge to
2: other cities? Um, So our director of operations, uh, who goes by Leafy, uh, is a nut about organization. He is super passionate about it. He's super good at it. Um, His organization and documentation skills are next to none. Um, And the amount of documentation uh, that he has taken on and we have taken on um, to really meticulously document every single step of the way, even from just thinking about starting um, an event um, is uh, is kind of insane um, we will be able to very easily create a, a roadmap for individuals in other cities um, to start their own events without a whole lot of groundwork um, and really make the task of, of starting a new event a lot easier um, because knowing what to do um, is the hardest thing. So we have all this documentation about each event that we're running, how we got up and started. um, And we want to take that all across the United States to every major city um, and help them start their own troop where they will be able to use everything that we've documented to be successful and get started and have that community and I ran out of words
0: <laughs> you're all good um no I, I I love it because it's the more organizations that I interview it seems like there's no gatekeeping it seems like everyone everyone's goal is to document so that they can have these events in other cities I will play devil's advocate in saying that, do you think you might become too large and you would miss the localized aspect of your organization if you start spreading out to other cities?
2: So we were concerned about that. um, And that's how we landed on the idea of these troops. Um, So we want the Chicago Troop to remain as its own. um, And as we get larger, um, there will be the overarching Puddle Scouts organization. Um, And every other troop will, excuse me, every other troop will continue to have its local leadership and its local organization um, where they have the ability to remain entirely focused on the local community there. Um, And we will just be able to provide um, some administrative assistance and some organizational assistance to them um, so that Puddle Scouts never becomes too large Uh, where we lose that local community focus.
0: Have you seen this done successfully? Or if you do it successfully, would you be the first?
2: I don't think that we would be the first. Um, I think that some other kink communities do have some similar things. Um, If there are others that are doing it for the ABDL community, then I am not aware. Um, But... I do think that we will be able to be successful and we'll be able to branch out to these other cities um, and, and really make that something that can thrive for everyone. Um, if there are other organizations that are doing this, then we'd love to work with them um, and and see if we can join together um, to make this available for, for everyone everywhere.
0: Two more questions on this. One is what city would you want to go to first? And two, if there's already, let's say, a local ABDL organization there, is the idea that they would morph into you, join you? What happens if, if a city already has like a structured organization?
2: Um, so uh, the first city we would want to go to... Um, We're not entirely sure. Um, I think the two that we've talked about the most would probably be the Washington, DC, Northern Virginia, Maryland area, uh, or um, like Seattle, Washington. Um, So if they have any of those groups, um, we would try and reach out to them and get to talk to them. Um, We discovered here in Chicago, um, we had some of the groups that were trying to do um, some organized events reach out to us um, and kind of say, uh, like, hey, we love the amount of organization that you have. Um, you guys are doing a really good job. We would love if uh, you could just continue to take this on and we will send everyone your way. Um, you know, I think that we might see some similar things in other cities uh, where we can kind of take a little bit of that burden off of people's shoulders to have that organization. Um, and if, if not, then we'll just be there to help them if they're already doing something that's great and good there. Uh, we're definitely not gonna try and push anyone out. Um, and we could team up with them and have a really positive and larger force.
0: I love it. Because one of the things you wrote to me is that there's, do you believe that there's room for more groups in the community? Do you think that there's always a need for another group
2: Absolutely. Um, being here at Capcom this weekend um, with the entire Puddle Scouts team, um, the reception about the creation of our group has been overwhelmingly positive. People are, people are super excited about the creation of an organization like this with its charity and documentation. Uh, they want to see us succeed. And something that everyone is constantly talking about, be it a convention or even local groups like we're trying to start is that there's never too many. Um, There's always room for more community and more organization. uh, And people just want to see it become more of a regular and normal thing that's readily available for everyone in our community.
0: One of the things you wrote to me was you wanna create a tight knit, proud and an inclusive ABDL community. What ways in action do you see yourself doing that? creating an inclusive, tight knit, proud ABDL community?
2: So through the creation of our um, regularly scheduled events, um, like the munch groups, like our crinkle our crawl, um, and like our merit badges and educational seminars, um, we want to make sure that those spaces remain open and inclusive to every member of our community, regardless of who they are. Um, and, make sure that that follows its way through everything that we do. Um, And I think that education is going to be a really important part of that. And having those inclusive spaces um, where everyone feels safe and comfortable and can learn more about themselves and how to accept themselves is going to bring the community more to a prideful, tight-knit space um, where people can really get away from some of the shame and stigma that is associated with ABDL um, and really love themselves more, which is something that we're all very passionate about with Petal Scouts is getting people to a place where they can feel proud about being an ABDL, um, which is something that can be very hard. Um, Lots of people in our community have experienced it, um, but it is a good time for ABDL. Um, We are out, we are positive. Um, we are at every other kinky event pretty much now, um, and people are loving us. And I think it's, it's really important that we capitalize on this momentum right now um, to really help us come to be a forefront in the kink community. Um, there are new people joining ABDL every day. Um, the more we're out and positive and seen, uh, people are discovering that it is pretty cool and they wanna get involved. Um, and this kinky crossover uh, between all of the communities is is really starting to come together. Um, and I think it is really helping people come to accept and love themselves.
0: No, you're so right. I
2: mean, did you see on Twitter a
0: couple days ago it was trending?
2: I did see that. Um, we also saw while we were here at Capcom that we were in a entirely vanilla um, men's magazine um, as number six out of the top 10 kinks. Um, so, you know, this is big steps for us. Uh, we're not in the shadows anymore. Um, we're being accepted, we're being loved and it's, it really is time to capitalize on that and, and make sure that everyone has the opportunity to experience this and, and love themselves and really just get everything that they can out of ABDL and the kink community as a whole.
0: And then a follow-up question to your events and everything. Because I recently had a conversation with Diaper Perv in Las Vegas. And so is your events and everything open to males, females, everyone in between? Is everyone invited? Is it just guys? Who's invited to these events?
2: So we think it's very important that all of our events are open to anyone and everyone who wants to come. Uh, We really want it to be a largely inclusive and safe space. And it's important that those spaces are open to everyone. So anyone and everyone who wants to come and partake is more than welcome to. And we'd love to have them. The community can never be too big um, and we'll take anyone and everyone. I love it.
0: Would you say that your events are going to be more AB focused or just come as you are, focused. And I say come as you are, as in like you could be a DL and just wear you know jeans, a t shirt, and a diaper, and if that's
2: what you, if that's what you're into, great. Absolutely. Um, with our little bites group, uh, we already had amassed this this huge variety of people within the ABDL community, um, with ABS, DLs, um, furries, pups, uh, ponies, cats. We have all kinds of people. Um, And we want to make sure that anyone and everyone who is in the overarching um, term of ABDL feels like they have this place where they can come uh, and have that community with everyone else. Um, We're all into one thing in particular, uh, and we can share that and have that community around it. Um, So I, I think it's important that our spaces remain inclusive for every member of our community, no matter how they identify.
0: And I only bring it up because someone approached me about it the other day. Do you feel like there are enough just plain DL events, right? We hear about Capcom, which is an age play event. We hear about, you know, munches that, you know, the majority of people who come out usually have a, have a essence of AB around them. Do you feel like there are enough just DL events in the community?
2: So from talking to the more DL members of our community here in Chicago, um, they definitely feel like that there is more room for some events where they can feel included. Um, So yeah, uh, we think it's important for them. Um, They deserve to have a space and I know that sometimes they can get a little left out. Uh, I know they're definitely always looking for some more simpler diaper designs to take pride in, Um, but we really want to have that um, open and inclusive space where someone can come in just jeans and a t-shirt, if they don't feel comfortable wearing a diaper at that moment, um, or if they want to come dressed as a full on uh, a bab, then <laughs> they're more than welcome to come. Uh, and we've discovered that uh, the ABs and the DLs and everyone else who's in our group um, has been able to come together, dressed how they are, expressing themselves how they are, um, and still feel super comfortable with each other and have that community and talk Um, and feel really accepted uh, and have that space where they can just be them.
0: And then second to last question, you know, I, you are a pillar within the community. I've seen all of your content. You're always trying to branch out and, you know, be a steward for this kink. Where does that come from? Did, you know, what, 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 what gives you
2: the energy to do all this? Um, So I um, am originally from Virginia, um, Central Virginia to be exact, um, which is not particularly the most progressive area. Um, It's very conservative. The ABDL community and really the kink and LGBT community there is very small. Um, There's not a lot of acceptance there, Um, but I was able to travel about three hours up to the DC area every once in a while Um, where I created um, or more found some really good friends um, Mm -hmm. like uh, James Frost, who works with ABU, um, as well as uh, the person who is now my daddy, uh, which is Pup Jackson Boy, um, who had already really taken on a really arduous task of getting ABDL out there and proud at all of these other kink events, the leather and rubber events, um, the pot play events, those, those much larger events where, Those spaces weren't originally safe places for ABDLs to be. Um, But through years and years of hard work um, that I've been able to witness um, from James Frost and and Pup Jackson Boy, um, they really were able to bring us out of the shadows of those events. And being able to be a part of seeing that with them, um, especially with uh, my daddy, uh, Jackson, at Claw specifically, getting involved with CLAW and seeing how much they are willing to accept us and every member of the community through their charitable actions, um, really kind of tugged at my heartstrings um, and got me starting to think about how this was needed. Um, And our community really kind of deserves it, I think. Um, So I'm super passionate about it. I think that uh, this kinky crossover, as I keep saying, um, is really important for people Um, and I think it's just at the end of the day, people deserve to be happy and feel loved. Um, and I think that it's important that everyone is happy and is loved and is proud. Um, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about and we've all been there. We've all felt that shame and it's, it's an awful feeling. Um, so it is a huge passion of mine just to make sure that everyone can be happy and proud and out and who they are.
0: And then last question, where do you see Puddle Scouts in one year?
2: My hope is that after a year, um, we have been able to run these regularly scheduled events. They're pretty much running themselves through the documentation that we have um, and that we are ready to take some of that documentation and go to pillars in other communities uh, throughout the United States and help them start to set up their own troops. And I think that after a year or shortly after, we will be in a really good position to start doing that. So hopefully after one year, we will have started the second Puddle Scouts troop.
0: And if someone wanted to follow this journey, where could they follow Puddle
2: Scouts? So um, anyone can find us online at puddlescouts.com. and we are also on Twitter at Puddle Scouts, um, where of course the links to our website are as well. And on our website, you can learn all kinds of wonderful things about us, um, as well as look at our events calendar and learn, learn more just about what those events are and what you can expect uh, and how you can feel safe there.
0: I love it. I am very excited to see how Puddle Scouts grows. I'm very excited to see all the cities that you'll eventually infiltrate. I am excited. I'm just excited for this community. It seems like we are honing in on on just our creativity. We're honing in on our love of ourselves. And I think you and Casey, I think you're all doing amazing things. And I'm so excited to see how this grows.
2: Absolutely. I think that it is a pivotal pivotal moment for our community um, to really harness this positive Um, pride that's coming out right now and I think a lot of people are really doing that Um, so I think we have a lot of momentum build up and we can be very successful
0: well I cannot wait to interview you after in one year so schedule me down in one year I would love to talk to you again to see if you've accomplished all these all these things that you've set out to do absolutely we'll be there awesome well thank you Jakey for coming to Newsy's Nook Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. Puddle Scouts has already had a few events. If you are in the Chicagoland area, make sure to check out their Crinkle Crawl happening Friday, August 26th. For more information on this event, future events, and ways to get involved, I have put a link to their website in the show notes. All right, kiddos, I'm officially sitting in a puddle. I need to go change. See ya. Bye. Ha, it's no secret that I'm a mega soaker. Sometimes I just put on a diaper, drink a little water, and bam, I'm leaking all over the place. And I'm left thinking, is it me? Am I the soaker? And then I found North Shore's Maxes. Have you seen them? They say they can last up to 12 hours. 12 hours, I know! And they come in a variety of colors, like white, pink, tie-dye, and blue. My favorites is blue. And the best part is, it's anti-odor, so I can be my little stinker self all I want. If you want to get your grabby hands on them, just look in the show notes of this episode. I got you. It's like what North Shore always says, be dry, be confident, be you.